Well, I hope you are glad to be on here today. Of course, as you know, this is part four of that series. It is already done. Not it's going to happen, but it's already done. You have to believe that. And I showed it to you through the word of God. I showed you from Genesis chapter one that when God created Adam, he gave Adam everything that he needed inside of that garden. Genesis 1:29 gave him everything, gave him all the food that he was going to need for all eternity. And I showed you how that God has completely done everything. It's not going to happen, but it is already happened. In Ephesians chapter 1, I showed you how that he's already blessed you with all spiritual blessings. And verse 4, how you've been chosen before the foundation of the world. And verse 5, how you've been predestinated. And verse 6, you've been accepted into the beloved. I really tried to show you that God is never responding to you. All right, but in actuality, we're responding to what he did in eternity. That was part one, how that everything is already done, but it's done in the spirit. And that when God says something to us, it is not in the natural because God is spiritual. So when he relates to us, he relates to us in the spirit. And then I talk to you about the balance, how you got to balance it out between grace and faith because grace has provided everything. It's unmerited, undeserved, unearned favor. But faith is the positive response to what grace has already provided. And then I took you and talked to you about how all of these things are true. It is a fact that you are blessed, that you are healed, that you are delivered, that everything is already done for you in the spirit realm, but you have to appropriate that by faith. Ephesians chapter two, verse eight, you are saved by grace through faith. That grace is not enough. And I want you to hear that because some people say, well, private God, you're becoming a grace preacher. No, no, I'm becoming a balanced preacher. You have the grace camp and you have the faith camp. Well, you can have sodium or you can have chloride. But if you have enough, you'll get something called salt. You got to balance it. So you need grace and you need faith. And faith is my positive response to what grace has already provided. But then I let you know that things that you are praying for and believing him for is already done, but it's done in the spirit. And if you are bound by your five senses, you will never operate in faith because faith is your sixth sense. Am I making sense? Faith is believing God, even though you don't know where it's coming for. And it's not getting God to do something because God already died. He already heals you. He already set you free. But faith is belief in what God has already done. And I showed you that if you are bound by your five senses, you are never operate in faith because whatever you can see is temporal. But what you can't see is eternal. And I was just trying to show you in that last one that this thing is spiritual and that there is a spirit realm out here. But right now I want to talk to you about the devil is defeated. I want to talk to you about spiritual warfare because I do know that demons are real. Satan does exist. Demonic forces are extremely real. But prophet, if everything is already done, uh, which should I be doing all of this warfare? And I want to let you know that a lot of this warfare we're doing is really demonic. 
I know that the demonic is real. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 says how that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That's Acts chapter 10. Let me go ahead and turn to that. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. How that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. So we do see that Jesus healed by casting out demons. So Satan does exist and there are demonic powers, but as a tendency, we always go to the extreme. We go from one extreme to another extreme. I mean, everything is a demon. There's a demon in the house, demon in the car, demon, I got a back demon, I got a pain demon, I got a leg demon, I got a this demon. No, Satan is defeated. First John chapter three, verse eight said, for this cause will the son of God manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Satan is defeated, but he operates through your ignorance. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 says something so profound. It says, lest Satan should get an advantage of you, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So you got to understand that there is a battle, but the way the enemy operates in our lives most time is through ignorance because we don't have a revelation and an understanding that he is defeated. Ephesians 6 and 10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. This is the last chapter of the book of Ephesians. Paul is having a conversation and he says, listen, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We are in a battle. There is a battle going on, trust me. But I'm telling you that the majority of our battle is not in heavenly places. Verse 11 said, put on the whole arm of God so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles there in the Greek is methodia, which means lies, deception, his cunning, and his craftiness. Satan doesn't have any power to force anybody to do anything. He's defeated. And if he is defeated, his only power is deception. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, says something again that is so profound. Second Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3, look at what it says. But I fear lest by any means as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtility, so your mind should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Satan doesn't have any power, but his power is in his deception. I'm telling you that there is a war, but the war for the believer is between your two ears. It's in your mind. And Satan comes in subtlety. Now notice in Genesis chapter 3 when he fooled the woman, he could have used a rhinoceros. Why didn't he use a rhinoceros? Why didn't he use an elephant? 
and the elephant just stepped on Eve and made her do it. Why didn't he use a big, powerful animal to make him do it? Because the devil can't force you to do anything. But he used a snake. Because a snake is sneaky. He knows when to strike. It waits on its prey. It doesn't strike as soon as it see you. It takes time and wait till you're vulnerable, till you're weak, and you're not paying attention. That's how the enemy operates. He used a snake because he was sneaky. Look at what the Satan did. Has God said? What did he do? He challenged the truth. God said you're healed. God said you're delivered. God said you're, 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 you have provision. God said you won't for nothing. God said you're the head and not the tail. What did the enemy do? He challenged the truth. He got them to begin to question what God said. And that's what we do. God makes you a promise. God says you're healed. God says you're delivered. But you begin to question it. You begin to look at your circumstance and pay attention to what you can see instead of operating in faith. We are faith people. We walk by faith. The just shall not just uh, uh, walk around, but you have to live by faith. And the way the enemy got him was through deception. Faith works, according to Philemon chapter 1, verse 6, when you acknowledge the good that's in you. I don't care what your situation looks like. You have to tell yourself, according to the word of God, I'm healed. I have provision. It is done today. And when you acknowledge that, that's how your faith becomes effectual. Satan has no power to make you fall. But he can get you, he can destroy you, he can overtake you through something called deception. Now notice, Satan could not tempt Eve or Adam with money. He couldn't tempt them with adultery. There was only one woman in the garden at the time. He couldn't tempt Adam with adultery. He couldn't tempt him with money. Guess what he had to do? He had to tempt him by saying, as good as it is, there's more. They sinned through speculation because they were perfect. They didn't want for nothing. But the enemy deceived them and made them feel like there's more, like God is not enough, like God was trying to keep something from them. Isn't that how the devil operates? He'll make you feel like God is trying to stop you from doing things. All of it's through speculation. Anytime you messed up and even got caught up in adulteries because the enemy made you feel like your wife wasn't good enough, that waiting on God isn't good enough, beating your body under subjection isn't good enough. They sin by speculation. And that's how the NA operates, through this thing called deception. No demon has authority over you, but you have to fight against his lies. Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God so that you can stand against the wiles of the devil. What wiles? His tricks, his methods. And that battle is in between your ears. According to John chapter 8, verse 32, there's only one answer for deception. One answer for deception. Well, prophet, what is it? John 8, 32. And ye shall know the truth. And the truth 
will make you free. Truth is the antidote for deception. When Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, he didn't pull out a bottle of oil. He didn't get a red handkerchief. He didn't start speaking in violent tongues, acting crazy. He gave the devil the word of God. If thou be the son of God, command these stones to be turned into bread. Jesus looked at the devil and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. The devil says you're sick. He says you have cancer. He says you're going to die. The way you combat the enemy is with truth. What truth? I shall not die, Psalm 118.17, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Isaiah 53 and 5, but he was wounded for my transgression. 1 Peter 2.24, with his stripes we were healed. The devil says you're broke. You'll never have nothing. No, my God shall supply all my needs. You're fearful. The only way you combat the enemy is with the truth. And some of you are so busy working and playing these violent prayers, thinking that that defeats the enemy. And the only way you're going to defeat the enemy is with the truth. I could talk about that all day. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Look at what it says. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. Now, this is talking about warfare. And notice what he said the warfare is. Casting down imaginations. And every half thing, that word thing there is thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. This scripture is talking about warfare and notice it's telling you that your war is in your mind. It's against your thoughts. That's where your fight is. And the only answer to when the enemy is fighting your mind is you have to cast down that imagination and replace, Joyce Meyer always says, you replace a negative thought with a good thought. Because 1 Peter chapter 5 says, he goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He's not a lion. Jesus is the lion of the tribe of Judah. But all he has is a roar. According to the Bible, he's a toothless slewfoot, which means all he can do is gum you. He can't even bite you. He don't have no power in his bite. But he uses your fear and uses your unbelief against you. Are you listening to me? Most of this warfare we're doing we spend so much time talking to the devil. I mean, we don't even get a chance to pray and love on him and worship him. The majority of your prayer is combating the enemy who is already destroyed. Today he's destroyed. He's not going to be destroyed. When Jesus died at Calvary, he said, it is finished. Jesus at that moment spoiled all principalities and powers and made a show of him openly. Whew, that's powerful. That the devil is absolutely 
defeated. But you spend so much time talking to the devil. But God said, put on the whole armor of God. And you can't turn your back on him now because he's real. That's why if you look at all of the armor that God gave you, all of those armors are for the front. Why? Because you can't turn your back on the devil. You got to face him. And you face him with the word of God. You face him with truth. You let him know that he is a defeated foe. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2. I want to show you something. That is good. Because the enemy is fighting our mind. And so many of you in here are going through all of this warfare and fighting the devil. Thomas, some the witch has done this and the witch has done that. Well, the witch is a lie. How about that? God said in Isaiah 54, 17, that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Romans 8, 31, he said, if God be for us, who can be against us? You spend so much time focusing on what the devil is doing and the enemy uses your fear. You have nothing to be afraid of. According to the word of God, the Lord is your light and your salvation. Whom shall you fear? But you are so afraid. Don't, don't let somebody put this on you. Don't eat this. If you eat this, this is going to happen. God said you shall drink in a deadly thing. That's Mark 16. And it shall not hurt you. He said you can take up serpents. Behold, I give unto you power over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm thee. I don't care what kind of witchcraft they do. It has no power over you. But if you believe it does, it has power over you. Because according to your faith, be it unto you. Some of you glorify the devil. The devil is doing this. You trust him. It's amazing how you have so much confidence in what the devil can do, but you have no confidence in what Christ did, that he destroyed the devil. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, verse 15, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. That word spoiled in the Greek means that uh, you can't think of it spoiled milk or spoiled. No, when you're thinking about something being spoiled, you got to see it in the same mindset of when they would go to war in those days, when they would spoil the enemy, they would not just kill them, but they would take all of their stuff. When Jesus destroyed the enemy, he took all of his power. He's been spoiled. He conquered him and took everything he had. He's been stripped of all authority. Satan was the God of this world, but now he has been stripped of all authority. And the Bible declares that he made a show of them openly, triumphing over him. Oh, if I had a chance, I would talk to you about that. God made an exhibition out of Satan triumphed over him, completely took his authority. 
Well, what does it mean to triumph over him? Well, if you want to know that, you're going to have to call and get the series. Get it in its entirety. It will completely change your life. If you don't have it and you're listening to this, you, you're, just, you're just seeing a portion of this message. But I'm telling you that this message is completely changing my life because I want you to understand today that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And a lot of you are in this warfare and fighting the devil. The majority of your prayer is beating down the devil. No, he's defeated. Leave him where he is. If you want this message in its entirety, one 522 Or you can go to 1-855-984-CARN. Or 1-833-522-5433. This message has changed my life. I hope it's changing your life. I want to show you how to have complete victory over the devil because it is already done. Your devils are defeated. He has no power. He has no authority to do anything. But he operates off of your fear and your unbelief. And I'm praying today that as you hear this word, that a supernatural boldness will come in you. And you will get this message in its entirety so you can hear it and your life can be changed. I love you so much. And know this today, that the devil is defeated. Thank you for listening to the Prophetic Podcast with Prophet Brian Karn. Stay tuned for next week's podcast and visit briancarn.com for more information and to sow a seed into the ministry. To receive this message in its entirety, call 1-855-984-2276 or 1-833-522-5433. More grace, we're excited about your future.